Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 4th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide and absolutely we're convinced. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Hope you had a delightful weekend full of God, family, and country as I did. Quick recap. Yes, we were on the radio six days a week last week. We're getting back into the swing of things, recovering from the cocoa nicely. We pray others are doing the same as well. Uh, and uh, we were live six days a week. I was by myself on Saturday. And I talked about McDonald's barbecue pork sandwiches, ladies and gentlemen. They returned to restaurants nationwide for a limited time, November 1st. And uh, the interesting thing is, believe it or not, they're even calling it McRib season now because people are so used to it coming out in the fall like this. Uh, and people are delighted that it's there for a limited time. And everybody rushes and gets some. And it's a huge moneymaker for McDonald's. But I mentioned the iconic McDonald's. It's amazing how it reinvents itself, how it's been around forever, how their incredible slogans and commercials promote McDonald's big time. Uh, they've changed with the times, added salads and more fresh food. And, you know, they've done a lot of things that have really changed the game. Uh, that's what the business world requires, ladies and gentlemen, the McRib, no exception. When you get uh, virtually McRib season, uh, you kind of realize football season comes along, everybody gets excited, baseball, basketball, whatever it be, McRib season coming up, and everybody's psyched. I find that very compelling and interesting news that networks refuse to use because it's iconic, but it also shows that Americans care more about food and entertainment and bread and circus, if you will, than they do the sacred cause of liberty these days. And our efforts on the radio are to change that. It's okay to love a McRib, right? Uh, but it's important to... Focus on things of great worth in America. That is the things of God, family, and country. The weightier matter matters, if you will. We talked about InfoWars founder Alex Jones has lost a couple of defamation lawsuits brought forth by the families of the parents of children killed during Sandy Hook. This was back in 2012. Um, and uh, I talked about that. Talked about that. I don't think it's too fair to Alex. He should be able to express the opinions that he chooses. But you know what? we got selective enforcement when it comes to uh, defamation lawsuits, etc. You and I can't sue for the life of us. They just shut us down and say the media or whatever. Or they can say anything they want about celebrities or so on and so on. Uh, but Alex Jones gets slammed in a sele selective enforcement scenario. Now, Alex might have gone too far when he says the psychosis drove his uh, agenda there in court. That's very interesting. But nevertheless, I think it's selective enforcement. We better be careful when we violate the First Amendment free speech lines. I'll tell you that right now. Britney Spears in the selective enforcement reality or a selective, you know, two-class system that mainstream and government and big tech and everybody else, the courts are all involved in. Britney Spears posted a series of totally nude photos of herself on Instagram. And the social media 
site is not taking it down, even though the nude photos violate their guidelines. They left it up. Just goes to show you and I would be shut down in a second. But Brittany, special privilege for Brittany. That was our one Liberty Roundtable Live documenting the two-tiered system we live in in America today. Special privilege for some, shut down for others. And we continued that line of thinking as we talked about Jason Aldean called critics delusional as he defended his wife, Brittany, uh, over her anti-Joe Biden T-shirts. Her kid's wearing them. She's wearing them. She's been very vocal. Country star Jason Aldean said he was unapologetic after he defended his wife, Brittany, regarding anti-Joe Biden posts. I commend Jason for not being willing to apologize. Uh, I get that we need to be humble and be civil, but I also get that he has every right, him and his wife, to express their feelings if they don't like Joe. Jason Aldean says, quote, I will never apologize for my beliefs or my love for my family and my country. This is the greatest country in the world, and I want to keep it that way. Wow, sounds like Jason Aldean's listening to Liberty Roundtable Live a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> Don't we wish. Senator Rand Paul lays into the HHS secretary, Lucera, or I guess it's uh, DeSera, right? Um, why? For failing to acknowledge COVID-19's natural immunity. Really, the secretary gets caught lying, acting like he doesn't know about it when clearly he does know the truth about it. Senator Ron Johnson doubling down, a Republican of Wisconsin, on argued on the House or the Senate floor that the vaccines are simply not working as advertised. Our federal agencies have not been transparent with the American people. Amen to that. They have not given the American public the information they need to make informed choices. Amen to Ron. He's right as rain on that. Amen to Rand Paul. Amen to Jason Aldean for standing up. Well, we talked about gaslighters, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's going on. Your government is gaslighting you over the coronavirus, gaslighting you regarding global warming or climate change. Uh, it's getting big time. Ladies and gentlemen, gaslighters engage in a manipulation technique of distorting known facts, memories, events, and evidence in an effort to invalidate a person's experience. That's what we're seeing here, right? The idea is to make those who disagree with the gaslighter, well, question their ability, memory, and or sanity. That's what the government's doing to you and I on COVID, climate change, and a variety of other topics. Gaslighters simply use lies, false promises, and personal attacks to make those around them doubt themselves. That's what the government's doing to us gaslighting us big time believe it or not california is the first state to require covid vaccines for school children even in private schools did you know that time to run from the abusive tyrannical state of california odd move in a second vaccine mandate for new york teachers upheld so vaccine mandates rifling through the country just out of control the only hope is for your state to stand up and stop it or you're in individual trouble, familiar, or your family's in trouble too. We talked about a thousand roses delivered to Nancy Pelosi's office in a campaign to move her views on abortion. Well, I pray that she can jettison the pro-death agenda. I'll tell you that right now. And our prayers are that we can be civil in society, that we can be kind to one another, but that we can stand up for our beliefs just because we're kind and patient 
and want to respect the beliefs of others and want to be gentle and and civil in our responses, that doesn't mean we need to cave on the issues. That's an incredible, I'm sorry, a critical component that you got to understand. Just because I can remain civil, that doesn't mean that I have to cave and jettison my beliefs. That's a recap of Saturday's News the Network Reviews to use on your radio. Archives free and available now. LibertyRoundTable.com and LovingLiberty.net. Without further ado, News the Network Reviews to use today starts now. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, RonPaulInstitute.org with me. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live once again, my brother. Hey, well, thanks for having me, Sam. It's good to be with you. You are very welcome. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints had a general conference this last weekend. It's a semi-annual event. Every six months it happens. It's two days long, Saturday and Sunday. There's basically uh, three sessions on Saturday, two hours long each. Two sessions on Sunday, two hours long each. So it's really 10 hours uh, of a global conference educating folks and teaching people about Jesus Christ. It's where the leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the prophet, which we believe there's a modern prophet on the earth today that receives revelation. His name is Russell M. Nelson. uh, And what they call the first presidency of the church, meaning he has himself and two counselors. The church is all about councils, if you will. Uh, so you got the first presidency, and then they got the 12 apostles, uh, and then other church leaders, and they all spoke. And it was a feast, ladies and gentlemen. Russell M. Nelson encouraged church members to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. He says this, there's never been a time in the history of the world when knowledge of our Savior, Jesus Christ, is more personally vital and relevant to every human soul than now. Wow. They also talked about temples. There's two main buildings in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints world, if you will. One building is for just general church meetings, and they have a gym where they play basketball, and they have socials, and congregations meet, and youth have activities, and they do all kinds of day-to-day stuff and Sabbath worship. That's one building. It's just a church or a church building. Uh, if it's big enough and multiple congregations meet there, it's called a stake center. Anyway, that's one type of building. The other type of building are temples. And temples are the big, beautiful buildings you see that are starting to dot the land across the world. And those special temples are where covenants are made, where eternal marriages are performed, marriage that lasts beyond the grave. Uh, and so they're building more and more temples. And every six months, they announce more temples to be built. New temples, says Russell M. Nelson, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints prophet. New temples offer a firm foundation for the faithful. President Nelson emphasized the importance of temple worship for Latter-day Saints. Please make time for the Lord in his holy house, President Nelson admonished members. Nothing will um will improve your worship, will strengthen your spiritual foundation like temple service and temple worship. When we get back, Lowell Nelson had some experiences at conference we'll relay as well. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. 
Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My brother and two other boys were the ones that got in the car with her, and she was drunk. The road that goes to her house is like really windy, and she was taking that road at 80 to 100 miles per hour, and it hit into the road there. Her door flung open. She ran out across the street to get away from it, and the other three boys were trapped in it, and the car exploded. And then when my mom found out about it, she called me at work. I don't care what you have to do, just get up here to the hospital. I parked my car and I went inside. They took us back to this little room. My mom told me that Jake had been killed. And I, I lost it. The other people excluded like, well, you can drink, but just be careful when you drink, you know? So I don't want anything to do with it because it took my brother away from me. A public service message from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Lowell Nelson, ladies and gentlemen, campaignforliberty.org riding shotgun today. We're talking about General Conference of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a semi-annual event. I mentioned that he encouraged church members to follow Jesus Christ. There's never been a greater time for you personally to focus on Jesus Christ and developing a relationship with your Savior. Temples offer a firm foundation. That's the place of worship for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And uh, there you have it. That's kind of a summary from me. Lowell, you were um, in attendance uh, virtually as well, right? Yeah, sure was, Sam. Um, uh, several, well, it seemed to me like a common theme of the conference was contention. Um, you know, the Lord does not want contention, and uh, he he warns us not to be contentious, right? And and so uh, it is really of the devil. The adversary does want us to, to have a lot of contention in the world, contention in our families, contention in our communities, contention between nations and, and cultures and classes of people and, you know, ideologies and so forth. Uh, because, you know, the more contention there is, you know, the more... Um, evil can be done, the more damage uh, can be done to one another. So, you know, Jesus Christ uh, preaches a love of God and love of our fellow men. So we were admonished to, to learn how to uh, disagree without being disagreeable, which is very possible to do. Uh, it's very, I mean, it's, uh, if you want to attack a, a principle or an idea, that's fine, but don't attack the person, right? So, you can be very, you can you can learn to disagree without doing so disagreeably, and so the hope there really is that we need to live without contention, and we do that most effectively by placing 
in our heart or giving place in our heart for the love of God. And if the love of God and love of our fellow men dwells in our hearts, then we will truly avoid contention. So I thought that was a major theme of the conference. Several speakers addressed it. Um, another speaker I really liked, I, I, I'm just going to mention three things, but going on to number two here, uh, talked by Camille Johnson, uh, talked about writing your life story. And, and the reason I liked her talk so much is because I'm so familiar with a number of courageous patriots uh, here in the U.S. And, and around the world who are demonstrating their courage and their stand for the sacred cause of liberty. Well, there's biblical examples of, of standing for something. Um, David fought Goliath, for example, and saved Israel from slavery to the Philistines. Uh, and he did that. He came forward and, and volunteered to fight Goliath when all the rest of the armies of Israel couldn't muster the courage to do so. I mean, David didn't have to do that. He could return to, to herd sheep for his father, but he, instead he... He went forward and uh, and fought Goliath. Queen Esther is another example of a person who risked her life um, to, in order to save her people, the Jews, uh, when she went unsummoned, you know, approached the king uh, unsummoned. Could have cost her her life, and yet she went forward with courage. And so um, I think of Arthur Pawlowski, for example, the minister in Alberta, Canada, who has been uh, arrested several times simply for preaching the gospel without a mask on and for feeding the homeless food uh, without a mask on. Um, uh, he uh, was arrested just last Friday, I believe it was, um, or maybe it was the Friday before last, about 10 days ago, uh, when he returned to uh, Calgary International Airport after a speaking tour here, tour here in the United States immediately arrested, and uh, they've been pretty much uh, persecuting him. Anyway, he's just an example of somebody who's standing up with courage despite the odds. And uh, they, these people write their own life story. You know, David did that. Queen Esther did that. Arthur Pulaski is doing that. And so those are examples of courage. And you and I, ladies and gentlemen, we can be courageous also in the sacred cause of liberty. This is our time. We were born for this. We were, in, we were meant to live in this day when uh, uh, liberty is under attack. And, and so it's, we, we must rise to the occasion. We must uh, demonstrate courage and face the, the evils of tyranny. Uh, and, and we must have the courage to do that. So that was the second point that I wanted to make, Sam. And then in other words, to make three, it even more poignant, more direct, more clear, mm -hmm. you and I are supposed to be on the radio right now. Right now. <laughs> That's right. You know, encouraging people. Um, you know, I find that the radio programs I've listened to over my life, I listen to those programs which bolster my courage, which deepen my knowledge, um, and thereby gives me power. Uh, knowledge is power. And uh, the more we know, the more experience, uh, the more facts and figures we can bring to bear, the more influence we'll have on others around us. And so I appreciate the opportunity that Liberty Roundtable gives me to speak from time to time about these uh, important principles that under, underlie the, you know, the cause of liberty. Um, and third and lastly, Sam, I was, 
I was quite impressed with uh, Vi Sikahema. Uh, that's a name that probably a lot of people know um, because he played for BYU Cougar football team when he was in school. He played, went on to play in the NFL and then became a radio broadcaster and commentator. So you've probably heard of Vi Sikahema. Anyway, he, he talked and he said that missionaries from the kingdom of Tonga uh, some of them have been out serving longer than their two-year commitment. Now, most male missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints make a two-year commitment where they serve, in, uh, they volunteer uh, on their own time, their own dime, to uh, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in all the world. Now, it's usually two years, and then you go back to, you know, college, uh, whatever, and, you know, get married and raise a family and so forth. Now, these Missionaries that uh, came out of the kingdom of Tonga, however, cannot get back into the kingdom even though their two-year missionary term of service has ended because the kingdom won't let them return for fear of COVID-19. <laughs> I had no idea. I'd never heard that before, Sam. Now, some of these missionaries have been out almost three years in their in just voluntary missionary service. And I think this is, is also courageous and remarkable. You know, they they don't even know when they'll be allowed to go home. They don't know when the kingdom will open their doors again and allow their own people, you know, to go home. So I thought that yeah, was Yeah, you would think that they would remarkable. do some kind of, you would think they would do some kind of, um, you know, testing and quarantine and let them come back, but they won't even let them come back at all. This is how extreme yeah. it's getting, ladies and gentlemen. How mm, nonsensical yeah. and extreme it's really getting. But our prayers are with those missionaries, our uh, gratitude for their service, uh, their dedication to uh, God, family, and country is to be commended. But ladies and gentlemen, let's avoid contention. Let's realize who we are. Let's write our own life's stories. Uh, you know, you can you can do that one chapter at a time. Uh, and we talked uh, Friday uh, with an incredible guest about your life stories and how by... Uh, courage and hope and hard work that you can create stories that are beyond your personal capabilities we talked about that in great detail check out friday's broadcast a two-hour special broadcast with a runner that broke records all over the world really uh and his experiences a story of tragedy and triumph but it's not his story it's our stories especially as we fight and stand for the sacred cause of liberty. One thing the church does really well that's worth highlighting as well, Lowell. Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. And, and that is the humanitarian relief efforts uh, around the world. The church is very involved in helping people whose lives have been turned upside down by you know, hurricanes, earthquakes, wars, uh, natural disasters like that, as well as as political disasters, you look at all the refugees that um, result from the war being waged in the Middle East, for example, and you know the, the millions of refugees that uh, result from being displaced out of their homes. So, regardless of what the disaster is, whether it's a natural disaster or a political disaster, we have millions of people who are homeless. Basically, they're wandering the earth. They they're, they're just looking for a place to call home. And the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has a, a 
just a marvelous uh, humanitarian outreach uh, program uh, by which they administer relief to people. We're talking, in many cases, food and water. We're talking clothing. We're talking medical supplies. And whatever, just the bare necessities to allow people to, to, to live and survive the disaster. And uh, Elder Bud said the church had received more humanitarian donations in 2020 than in any previous year, Sam, and that is way cool. Tremendous efforts, ladies and gentlemen, by good people following the Prince of Peace. The two great commandments, love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The effects of a major oil spill off the coast of California were already evident. Orange County Supervisor Katrina Foley says, We started to find dead birds and fish washing up on the shore. End quote. 126,000 gallons or 3,000 barrels were dumped by a pipeline from the LE platform about five miles off the Huntington Beach shoreline. Divers continue to make repairs to the pipeline as of Sunday night. A data scientist named Frances Haugen has revealed herself to be the whistleblower behind a massive exposure of the inner workings at Facebook. Prior to appearing on 60 Minutes Sunday, Haugen, a former employee at the social media giant, kept her identity a secret after sharing thousands of pages of internal Facebook documents to the media and federal enforcement. She is scheduled to talk with lawmakers in Washington on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. Remember when California was the golden state? Not anymore. Soaring crime, overregulation, and high taxes are forcing taxpayers to flee. Now, Newsmax's Rob Schmidt looks at what happened in his special series, California. It's over. Rob walks on the Reagan Ranch with Governor Kristi Noem, and he talks to the insiders and reports from Los Angeles. Find out why you need to be worried, because California's mess may soon be coming to your state. Watch Rob Schmidt on Newsmax at 10 p.m. Eastern. Newsmax is on every major cable system. Just check your cable guide. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call your operator or switch to a service that does. Get Newsmax on most streaming services like Samsung, Roku, Pluto, or Zumo. Or download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. It takes just seconds, and you can watch us anytime, anywhere. California's nightmare is spreading. Watch Rob Schmidt on Newsmax tonight. Vaccine mandates on the state and federal level are all about maintaining power. And Missouri will be the first in line to file a lawsuit against the Biden administration when the shots are forced there. So says Attorney General Eric Schmidt on Newsmax. Uh, because this is about control. That's what this is about. And uh, that's all you need to know about what's going on, whether it's the mask mandates, the vaccine mandate that's coming. The left, is the veil has completely come down at this point about what this whole thing is about. It's about maintaining, aggregating, and exercising power. The United States has been the freest country in the history of the world. And I think we have really big questions to ask here about who we are and who we're going to be. Are we going to be some biomedical security state? Or are we going to allow people to make their own decisions? Mm -hmm. And as attorney general, we're going to fight back. I mean, we're suing school districts here. We're suing counties that are imposing mass mandates. The minute Joe Biden brings this uh, forced vaccination of 100 million Missourians or Americans, Missouri is going to be the first state to file a lawsuit because we have to fight back on every front. This is about freedom. USA Radio News.
All right, back with you live. I don't want to spend forever on the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints General Conference, but I want to make one more point, then if Lowell has a comment, we'll take that as well. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, riding shotgun today on the broadcast with me. So the only two last points I want to make is a big emphasis was focused on the two great commandments. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, might, mind, and strength. And the reality that God does that for us, he loves us with all his heart, might, mind, and strength. And we need to acknowledge that our Father loves us and we can return his love and receive blessings and eventually live with him if we do so. Secondly, to love thy neighbor as thyself. Uh, we got to learn to love ourselves as sons and daughters of God. And we need to learn to treat our neighbors. And who are your neighbors? That could be anyone around you. Anyone you can be in contact with virtually becomes your neighbor. So the two great commandments highlighted as another kind of a theme uh, in the events this weekend. Lowell, any final thoughts? Uh, no more than that, Sammy. Well put. Thank you. All right, sir. <clears throat> U.S. officials free. How do you say this? Ming Wanzhou? Wanzhou. Wanzhou? Yeah, Min- yeah Wanzhou is, is her name. Uh, it's Ming her last Wanzhou. Name. Ming Wanzhou. Yep, yep. And now this is a news item that most people really don't know much about, uh, but it's going to illustrate uh, two or three really important points, which is why I, I wanted to talk about it. Uh, one Joe was born in 1972, so she's in her 40s, right, late 40s. She is the chief financial officer of a telecom giant in China, and China, in fact, China's largest privately held company, um, and the name of that company is Huawei. Uh, it's spelled H-U-A-W-E. E-I, and it's pronounced Huawei, okay? So anyway, they're a big telecom giant in China. Uh, it was founded by her father, and she's the CFO. Well, in just three years ago, December of 2018, Wanzhou was arrested at the Vancouver International Airport by, by Canada's Border Services uh, officers, and there, was, she, there she was questioned for three hours, and then the Royal Canadian Mounted Police arrested her on a provisional U.S. extradition request for what? Circumventing U.S. sanctions against Iran. Now, she's been living under house arrest in Canada for nearly three years, Sam. So here she leaves China, goes to Canada, and Canada arrests her and keeps her under house arrest for nearly three years as the Justice Department in the United States sought her extradition. The U.S., they wanted her hide, and they asked Canada to arrest her and then extradite her to the U.S. But Canada never did that. And finally, last week and two weeks ago, the Justice Department finally gave up. They threw in the towel. Wan Zhou returned to China, where she was given a hero's welcome, I might add. Um, and, um, and so now let's talk about the principles we can learn from this, uh, this predicament here. Oh, by the way, you need to know that China arrested two Canadians um, soon after Wanzhou was arrested. And those two Canadian men have been held by China these three years. <clears throat> so it's, it's a little like tit for tat, right? Canada arrests uh, Wanzhou. Well, China arrests uh, these two men from Canada and has held them under, you know, in prison, incarceration, whatever, for, for nearly the last three years also. Now, U.S. officials should never have asked Canada to arrest her in the first place. In fact, it goes even 
before that, um, what gives the United States authority over what business in China does or does not do, right? I mean, that's the first point that we need to make here. <clears throat> a, a business in China, they can do business with whoever they want. They, they can do business with Taiwan, with uh, Hong Kong, Japan, France, the United States, Chile, I mean, anybody. And, and what gives the United States the authority to tell businesses in China who they can deal with, right? That's the first question. That's an immoral assertion of authority. The U.S. doesn't have that authority, yet they've been doing this for decades, right? They, they, they announce sanctions uh, on, on countries, and then they punish any country, any other country in the world that continues to do business with that country. It happens with Yemen. Oh, since 2015, the U.S. had sanctions against Yemen. And uh, why does the U.S. do that? Well, they do that to make, they, they, they starve the people of the country in hopes that the people will rise up and overthrow their, their political leaders. <clears throat> well, that, now, that almost never works, and you end up starving and killing people in the target country. That's what happened in Yemen, and uh, it is probably what's happening in Iran as well. So, well, and to circle back about the contention discussion on an individual basis, we don't want contention mm-hmm. individually or with families or internally, domestically in America, but we don't want to sow contention seeds around the world either, Lowell. That's right, because it'll come back to bite us. <clears throat> and that's what happened. That's why I pointed out that China arrested two men from Canada because that was the price that Canada paid for arresting Wanzhou. <clears throat> And, and so, and I understand that. You know, any kindergarten, you know, school child can understand that, that you know, if you get, if you get, if, if somebody punches you in the nose, they need to expect that maybe they'll get punched back. Now, that's not necessarily the, the doctrine of Christ, but, but that's kind of how countries, you know, do. It, it is the doctrine of reality, though, in the world today, sir. <laughs> that's right. And, and we so should show, nobody, we should show the higher law, though. And love the Lord like God and love our neighbor, right? That's right. We really should. And there are countries that do that. Um, But I'm just here to say what happened, right? China did this because Canada did that. And, and, And what that does, in other words, Canada's intervention made the world less safe for its citizens. Now, just think about that, folks. Our intervention, U.S. interventionism around the world makes the world unsafe for American citizens around the world. You know, if, if, uh, if Canada had uh, extradited Wanzhou to the United States, do you think that China would have hesitated for a moment? Uh, they would have arrested some Americans. Some American businessmen would have found themselves incarcerated had Canada extradited Juan Joe to the United States. I firmly believe that, Sam. It's only speculation, but I'm sure that's exactly what would have happened. And so, in the words of Jacob G. Hornberger, who wrote this column, which is posted at ronpaulinstitute.org, quote, What do U.S. sanctions on Iran have to do with China? Or, to put it in another way, why should China or any other country have to comply with deadly sanctions that the U.S. government has imposed on the Iranian people, end of quote. 
right? So that, anyway, that's that's basically the article, Sam. I just wanted to bring to light the well, the, the article and the principles that we should learn from this article. And the main principle really is that we should not be intervening in 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 this way, causing contentions against other countries. We no more sanctions, folks. No more undeclared war. No more embargoes. No more pressuring people by uh, withholding food and water from them in hopes that they'll be able to overturn their their political government. I mean, this, it just doesn't work. We end up murdering more people in this fashion probably than in any other way. And, and Back the humble agree. foreign policy of George Washington, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we don't need entangling yep. alliances. We want friendly neutrality. We want to follow the Prince of Peace and set the example based on the two great commandments. We want to make sure we follow the Prince of Peace and that we're not engaging and stirring up contention worldwide. We don't want to contribute to the contention that seems to prevail in the world today. All right? We've got to have a place for the love of God, and it starts with a humble foreign policy, a peace-led foreign policy, not a war mentality. We've become a warlike people, and we've got to change our ways. Jacob G. Hornberger is absolutely spot on. Lowell? And that's why I think Washington had the policy of friendly neutrality and <clears throat> without entangling alliances because he was acquainted with God. He understood that God performed miracle after miracle for the country of America, the fledgling country as it fought against the, the, the King of England and, and the English forces. And, and this is well documented. I know it's not taught in the public school, but dozens of miracles from God, from heaven, providence from heaven, as the revolutionaries fought the British Empire in the 1770s and 80s. And because God understood, I'm sorry, George Washington understood that this liberty was uh, made possible because of these miracles, because of the hand of heaven, I think that's why he advocated this policy of neutrality and no entangling alliances, because he understood the value of life and of peace. Sam? Amen to General George Washington and modern-day Americans such as Ron Paul and Sam Bushman and Lowell Nelson and others advocating for a humble foreign policy based on the principle of leading with love and peace and kindness and setting the example as a light on a hill. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pompeo is in the news. Details in seconds. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked. So since this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? 
Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org on your radio. Mike Pompeo in the news. It's certainly not flattering, Lowell. <laughs> no, it's not. I had no idea this was going on, but when he was Secretary of State, the former director of the CIA of the U.S. here uh, basically was considering kidnapping and or killing WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. And he makes no apologies uh, when this investigation, which was done by Yahoo News, he makes no apologies for whatever measure his agency planned to take uh, to safeguard what he calls, quote-unquote, sensitive information. And shame on Mike Pompeo. I think that Assange is an American hero, sir, for telling the truth, how dishonest our government's been, and it's been the unraveling of the deep state, and that's why Pompeo's angry, and it's nothing but political payback. But I think Assange is a a hero. I absolutely do, too. Uh, He's an Australian, it turns out, which, again, underscores this, um, this asymmetry of the U.S. taking their wrath out on non-U.S. Uh, you know people. I mean, I mean, what? Uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But they persecute Julian Assange, an Australian, um, for exposing some of the dark side activities of the U.S. government, and the U.S. regime gets embarrassed that their perfidy was exposed, and so now they they ask um, you know the Britain, the U.K. to to extradite him, and and Britain is still sitting on him he's still in jail in in the uk right now um he's been there for years unfortunately and uh it's just it's just absolutely wrong it's immoral and this all happened uh, by the way under the trump administration for you trump lovers out there yeah i just it's hard for me to believe that that the u.s would be planning to kill to actually murder either kidnap or murder uh, such a courageous individual like Julian Assange, who was simply exposing the dark side of of uh, the the U.S. Uh, government activities against humanity. Sam. Yeah, and I say an American hero because can an Australian be an American hero? <laughs> yeah, if he I guess stands so. <laughs> up. For, if he stands up for more truth in America, I would call that an American hero. What about the French gentleman, I can't remember his name right now, that stood up and trained the American armies? Um, trained the American armies oh, back, back in, in the, the day. Yeah, the 1700s. Well, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Um, can't think of his name either at the moment, but 
Yeah, that's American Hero. Right? You're is exactly that an American right. Hero, even though he's French? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, see, I think <laughs> yeah. more so than many Americans, sad to say, Lowell. Well, that's the case now with all people. I mean, great people like Arthur Polowski, he immigrated from Poland, well acquainted with the Soviets there and the, and, and, and the Germans, right? I mean, that wrought havoc on them. And, and some of my best friends are, you know, uh, uh, transplants from these countries where that, that suffered under communist rule, Marxist rule, they recognize the peril we're in now, here today, and they're some of the strongest freedom fighters around us, some of the best American heroes, Sam. <laughs> Was it Marquis de Lafayette? Yeah, de Lafayette. Yeah, that's the one. Good point. All right, just thought I'd bring it up. Is that an American hero? I think the answer Absolutely. is a clear, resounding yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. And I personally think Julian Assange is a hero as well. And I wish more people could bust out and bring secrets to light within our deep state and our government betraying the people, especially when it comes to the truths surrounding the coronavirus and the cover-up related to that. There's been no greater abuses in America in my lifetime or beyond that, that uh, rival the dishonesty, the manipulation uh, that has been known as COVID-19, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of that, um, uh, are they going to round us up and put us in concentration camps over COVID-19 if we don't get the vaccinations, etc.? I don't know. But John and Nisha Whitehead wrote a column relating to this very topic, COVID-19 detention camps, lol. Yes, uh, I've heard the rumors that they have these camps, the FEMA camps or re-education camps or, you know, gulag, you know, American gulag. <clears throat> but I'd really never read this document that's posted on the CDC's website until last night. And I, I thought it was worth mentioning uh, because John and Nisha Whitehead, they, they claim that the government has the means, the muscle, and the motivation to detain individuals who resist its orders and who do not comply with its mandates. So I went to the CDC website to look at this document. It is there. It's entitled... Legal authorities for isolation and quarantine. <clears throat> now it's like they they, 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 they they know they can't <clears throat> round us up, you know, for for red flag <clears throat> because red flag laws didn't fly very well. But boy, <clears throat> you introduce a, 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 a you know this virus called COVID nineteen, and people come running to turn their neighbors in, man. <clears throat> and so maybe this is going to be the angle they take in order to put people away, you know, make political prisoners of people. I don't know, but this legal authority for isolation and quarantine, this document says, Sam, that federal isolation and quarantine are authorized for the following communicable diseases. <clears throat> okay, and so then they list 10 diseases, cholera, diphtheria, infectious tuberculosis, plague, smallpox, yellow fever, viral hemorrhagic, hemorrhagic, hemorrhagic fevers, Severe acute respiratory syndromes, flu that can cause a pandemic, and measles. Those are the ten things they mention. Now, that list, the eighth one, seems pretty similar to COVID-19. Severe acute respiratory syndrome. Okay, so they could point to COVID, and then they could say, oh, it's severe acute respiratory syndrome, and therefore, you've got it. We need to quarantine you, or we need to put you in isolation, whatever. 
this document says the federal government derives its authority for isolation and quarantine from the Commerce Clause of the U.S. Constitution. And that couldn't be a greater perversion of reality if you tried. I mean, that is just satanic. Yeah, absolutely. And it says, quote, the authority for carrying out these functions on a daily basis has been delegated to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, meaning the CDC. Wow. I, you know, to me, this really underscores the importance of persuading our state and local authorities to nullify vaccine mandates. Why? Well, the more exercise they get at nullifying these unconstitutional edicts from the general government, the more likely they will be to defeat federal intrusions into our lives for any reason. So that's the story on the CDC document. They're drunk with power, ladies and gentlemen, and it's getting worse for sure. Paul Craig Roberts follows up nicely with this. Um, We are being lied to our deaths, Lowell. (laughs) Yes, he highlights the fact that uh, Minnesota State Representative Eric Mortensen recently conducted a town hall meeting in his district due to the number of health care workers who were contacting him about the COVID-19 vaccine mandates, where most of them were about to lose their jobs for refusing to receive a COVID-19 shot. So I listened to the first 10 or 20 minutes of this town hall meeting yesterday and found it very persuasive. We got these these nurses, there are, I don't know how many, there are probably two or three dozen of these nurses and physician assistants and so forth in this meeting, in this town hall meeting, and they were just telling Eric uh, Mortensen, their state rep, about what they were experiencing, what they were seeing in the hospitals, how they were treated, and how they were expected to treat their patients. Um, you know, some of the nurses reported that they've been in their field for over 20 years and they were treated like heroes last year as frontline workers in the COVID wards, but now they're being ridiculed and ostracized for not wanting to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, isn't it strange, Sam, how unvaccinated nurses who've been treating COVID patients for over a year didn't all die from the exposure, and now they're expected to take the vaccine for for something that didn't bother them for over a year. (laughs) I just find that so weird. Weird and funny, I guess. Um, Now, one reason they're refusing the clot shot is because they have seen firsthand how these shots have killed and injured people, including members of their own family. You know, one nurse there explained how the media is actually lying by stating that most of the healthcare workers are fully vaccinated for COVID-19. She said that is absolutely not true, that she knew of departments in her hospital that were only 20% vaccinated and that ER workers had an especially low percentage of workers who were fully vaccinated for COVID-19. She asked a really important question, Sam. She asked this, why aren't people asking the nurses why they don't want the shots? That's the important question, Sam. Why don't people ask the nurses why the nurses are not getting the shots, right? She ran an ER department, and, and uh, she saw so many heart attacks and strokes and, and Bell's palsy and other adverse events coming from uh, these COVID-19 shots. There's no way she was going to take it. And uh, so just anecdote after anecdote, Sam, people with common sense, 
saying, I am not getting the clot shot because I see what it's doing to other people, patients that I've been treating, you know, if I've been following the protocol, I've been giving them the COVID-19 injection because I was required to do that in order to maintain my employment with my hospital, and, you know, and, 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 but, but I've been seeing the adverse events from that. And I don't want to and take so, it. It's, uh, I've had adverse events to my family, say a lot of these leaders, these doctors, nurses, frontline people that were praised as heroes, and now they're being ridiculed, mm-hmm. mocked, shoved to the side, and uh, uh, literally forced against their will in, of all places, the United States of America. To round out the hour, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson wrote an open, or I shouldn't say an open letter, a letter to his representatives at the state level entitled Nullify the Vaccine Mandate. Wrap up on that point, will you, Lowell? Well, I wrote them this letter yesterday because they're having a meeting this morning at 9 a.m. It's a legislative interim committee meeting. They want input on this uh, vaccine mandate that President They say they want input. I don't know if they really want our input, but they say they do, right? (laughs) They say they do, yeah. And basically, I just outlined uh, for the the legislators the the reason why we ought to nullify the, the vaccine mandate rather than, you know, take it to court and expect that the court is going to, you know, do something good with it. Um, I said, you know what, we just need to, to nullify. I said, basically, Utah is a free, sovereign, independent state on an equal footing with the other 13 states vested in general government, just a few enumerated powers, but that health care was not one of those powers. And therefore, Biden's announcement is really a usurpation of authority. It's a theft of power that the states did not grant to the general government. Well, states have a duty to erect the barriers against such encroachment. We need to refuse to cooperate with officers of the union. That's what James Madison told us. Therefore, Utah should nullify the mandate just like it nullified the federal prohibition on the use of cannabis. So we have precedent. And And ladies and gentlemen, to make one more point clear. Not only do we not authorize the federal government in in matters of health care, that's a separation between the states and the federal government, but we certainly never authorize the president of the United States, the executor, to make legislation. All powers are vested in Congress. Therefore, the president's violated his authority. Stop him with nullification now, please, every state in the union. For Lowell Nelson and Sam Bushman, thanks so much, and God save the republic. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for October the 4th in the year of our Lord, 2000. 21. This is our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. The good sheriff hasn't been with us in a long time. He's been traveling and all kinds of things have been going on. Um, training police officers and sheriffs and public officials all across the country. He's been on the road a lot. It's been a little bit crazy. And since we launched the TV show, 
the Sheriff Mack Show on Friday on TV. I've been with a good sheriff on Tuesdays for his show. We've been simulcasting it on Liberty Roundtable Live, but he hasn't just been a, a co-host on the on the radio for quite some time. But welcome back, sir. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. It's, it's great to be back home with you. You are very welcome. We're delighted to have you back, my friend, and there's so much to cover, so little time. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints had a big event called their General Conference, a semi-annual event, and I mentioned several things relating to it. Uh, so did Lowell Nelson campaign for liberty.org last hour. Do you have any comments on that before we move along? Uh, I wasn't able to see, uh, but about a, uh, well, my wife has recorded it, and so I've got to go back and watch some. But I saw some yesterday, and I saw the announcements about the new temples, which is always exciting. Uh, but I didn't see anything else that was or uh, letter or memo that they wrote to all the membership about their suggestion that everybody should get vaccinated. Did you? Was there something about that? Nah, they didn't mention much about it except for the church clearly stands in the camp of hey, getting vaccinated is a good thing. I disagree with that view, uh, an opinion to which I'm entitled. But they did talk about temples offer a firm foundation for the faithful, the importance of temple yeah. worship, make time for the Lord. They did focus on following the teachings of Jesus Christ. Uh, Russell M. Nelson, the prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, made this point, which I think is very interesting. To follow the teachings of Jesus Christ, there has never been a time in the history of the world when in the knowledge of our Savior is more personally relevant to every human soul. I find that fascinating. Uh, several speakers warned us to avoid contention. And, um, you know, that really just a feast was had about the two great commandments, love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor, uh, etc. Anyway, I just thought I'd give you a chance if you had something to mention about that. Well, I don't know if I've said it on your show before, but I'll say it again. Um, I totally disagree with what the church put out about the COVID vaccination, and I also, or the mask, and I totally assail the church for shutting down or for having uh, suggested or required that uh, members wear masks to church. And it really bothers me to go to church and see that the the leadership on the stand is always wearing a mask. And uh, I think that that's wrong. I think wearing a mask and... and and government's uh, mandates to wear masks uh, is evil. And so I have a real problem with what the church has done. Understood. At the start of every session, they basically mentioned that, hey, all the different people that are there have been, uh, you know, uh, vaccinated and everything is safe. They're social distancing and many had masks on, et cetera. And, and yeah, so that's not true. Um, the, the vaccination it has not proven to be safe and effective just as the church stated, and they're they're spewing out more government propaganda. And that really, really bothers me. Understood. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I just wanted to give all sides to the story. Uh, you know, the reason we focus so much on the general conferences of, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints when they come out is because a lot of people across the country, this is a nationally syndicated radio show, a lot of people that are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints around the world who listen to this program you know, they kind of want to know. They kind of want to ask questions about what happened, what's going on, what the status is. And so we report on that 
as well as other large denominational religions. If they have events, too, that we can get information on, we report on all that because it's important what not only government leaders are saying around the world, but church leaders uh, as well, religious leaders of all, of all faiths. And since we know the most about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I am a member of that church uh, in good standing. And uh, all I'm telling you is we're reporting on this. And I agree. You know, we can disagree with uh, things that the church is doing and openly do so and be um, we can disagree agreeably. Right. Uh, and we can have our own opinions to which we're uh, entitled. I think that's important to understand, Sheriff. Yeah, I'm not being too agreeable about it, but yes, I understand that. And I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, you're not being agree- you're being agreeable in that you're not hostile though, and that's kind of what we're getting a- a- across. <laughs> no, is that I'm this not. contention's out of control, right? Yeah, it is, and uh, I think that that proclamation was a huge part of it, or, or, or the maybe not proclamation. I don't know what you call it, but uh, a church policy announcement. But yeah, so but it it's Press it's release, on the wrong side. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you're not getting in their face and rallying at the uh, the Salt Lake headquarters and, and and creating a big protest or anything like that, right? No, but I probably would go to one if they had one. <laughs> well, you have the ability to lead one. You're in a position. You have enough fame and fortune sure, and, uh, to put all that together. So yeah. if you feel that strongly, let her rip, sir. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm a little bit too busy for that, as you very well know. Yeah. See, he's he's. Uh, trying to avoid the contention there, and he's too busy. I get it. I agree. That's why we need to be about the healing of the greatest country on the face of the earth. That's what I'm about. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sheriff Richard Mack is with me. He's founder and president of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. The whole goal is to get Americans to understand the role of those who they elected and help them carry out their oaths of office and that role. That is what we can do. I don't know if you know this, Sheriff, but there's a, a – been inflation going on that's causing americans problems and it's now reached critical mass and i want to tell you about it you ready sure bacon is more expensive for americans than it has been in the last 40 years says cnn well that's un-american that's right i mean they're even out to the pigs nowadays buddy that's the main reason i go to uh (laughs) Cracker Barrel is to have their bacon and and peach pancakes and uh, yeah I you know uh, I guess you could p- probably say this might be even trite you might say that bacon's probably the least of our problems even though it's a symptom of one of them that's really big. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen to that reality. <laughs> the reason I'm bringing it up is for CNN to just say, "Hey, bacon's more expensive for Americans than it's been in the last." 40 years. I just kind of think. Why don't they tell us? <laughs> why, why doesn't CNN tell us why? That's right. Because we have fake dishonest money because of the Federal Reserve. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, and we and we have a, a an administration that they're a part of protecting that uh, believes in tax, tax, borrow, and spend. Tax, borrow, and spend. And if they don't get, if they don't get to do three and a half trillion, they're all going to, uh, have a temper tantrum. Well, I'll tell you what we need to do. We need to make a law that says everybody gets a you know a pound of bacon a day or something like that. Everybody gets a you know their fair share. Yeah. Don't you think we got to have bacon well, stimulus? Yeah, oh, heavens, yeah. I mean, after yeah. all, isn't Congress supposed to bring home the bacon? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you yeah. know I'm just kidding. You know it's flat out socialism and communism, right? And you know I reject every bit of it. I'm, I'm joking a little bit to drive home this point that, wow, we're going to discuss bacon. All right, let's get to real issues, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, citing anti-Second Amendment climate. Smith and Wesson will now move their headquarters from Massachusetts to Tennessee. Sheriff, did you see this? I didn't, but I'm uh, not surprised by it. I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah, man, Smith & Wesson just says, we just cannot stay in Massachusetts. It's just too hostile. We're bailing to Tennessee. It's kind of like a lot of these companies bailing from California to Texas, too, just going on. We just cannot yeah. take it anymore. Yeah. That's uh, a sign of the times because it's uh, as soon as they get done with this budget, I think they're going after guns. I pray you're wrong. The next you're right. Step. We know Joe Biden has literally been promoting the, quote, International Arms Treaty or the U.N. Arms mm. Treaty, which would create a global gun registry. Rand Paul and others are warning about that. Uh, same with gun owners of America, and I'm sure they're going to be doubling down on that. Uh, so you're probably correct on this. But I'm telling you right now, uh, we're getting a hostile environment going on, folks, and people are starting to see it more and more and more people are starting to realize this is getting bad. Because I don't know if you know, but California now made it to where all children in public and private schools have to be vaccinated now, Sheriff, the first state in the union. Did you see that? I did. I did see that, and I was afraid of that, that the uh, failed, uh, that the inevitable failure of the recall on Newsom was going to embolden him all the more to be the bigger dictator He's trying. He's trying to compete with Biden, and which one is the biggest Hitler dictator? And and um, he might just win. Hard to know how to deal with that, but I'm telling you, it's getting hostile now. It turns out that Joe Manchin, uh, what is he, a senator? Is that what he is? He's a senator from West Virginia. Yeah, all right. This guy basically brings up something that I find fascinating as well. It says this. We have 11 million jobs that we haven't filled. 8 million people still unemployed. Something's not matching up here. The West Virginia senator, his instincts are right. Something is going on. Since the pandemic, people are simply refusing to work. When we come back, let's have the good sheriff respond to that. And then I want to talk about a criminal complaint filed against Joe Biden in the International Criminal Court. We'll tell you about that and get the good sheriff's take as well on Liberty Roundtable Live. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse... Many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. 
visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Back with you live, so Joe Manchin, the senator, basically saying we have 11 million jobs, 8 million unemployed people, something isn't right. Fewer people seem willing to work. This is a serious problem indeed because of the pandemic. Do you want to respond to this, Sheriff? Yeah, when uh, the socialistic communistic agenda is to get people to... uh, not worry about whether or not they're working and when they get paid more to stay home than they do to work. Uh, I travel all over the country and I keep seeing this and, um, several businesses have, uh, shut down, uh, even some things to do with the airlines. Uh, they, they don't have enough people they, they've even said we're, we're landing. We're waiting on personnel to come over and help us uh, get to the gate. You know, the guy that waves the red, flashlight things to have them make sure that they get to the right spot because uh, <clears throat> obviously the the pilot can't see uh, everything that they can on the ground uh, and they tell us we got to wait because they don't have enough personnel they tell us they got to wait because uh, they don't have enough staff inside or outside and um, and you see this at businesses all the time uh, we just don't have enough people here um uh, we go eat, and they say, <clears throat> sorry, uh, the wait's going to be about uh, 25, 30 minutes. And and you look in there, and the place is only half full. And so I said, you don't look very busy at all. Um, no, we don't have enough staff. Oh, okay. And all of that is a smack in the face of the COVID-19 uh, mandates and what they've done the last year. Uh, to try to make sure everyone is staying safe. Uh, I think, Sam, we can pretty much uh, conclude that none of this has anything with keeping people safe. It has nothing to do with people people keeping safe. This is a power grab by the government, and it's almost like a, a pack of wolves. They'll... They'll always attack together, and they'll always attack the most vulnerable spots. So they see this, and, and this could have been a legitimate virus. Not saying it is, not saying it's not. There's not very much evidence either way because they don't want to investigate. They refuse to investigate it. So 
they're looking at that and they're and they're now using that as an excuse to scare everybody to death and they know that the greatest motivation for human behavior is fear so they went fear mongering and they got everybody to back off but they said but we're going to pay you don't worry about it we'll pay you to stay home and uh, they did and now people are looking for their stimulus checks and they're looking for their off duty uh, off duty their unemployment checks and my question there is, Sam, these people that are now being fired from hospitals and police departments and other public service uh, agencies across the country, are they going to be allowed to get, to get uh, a higher rate or the no. normal uh, unemployment, or are they going to be no. punished and not given any, uh, no food stamps for you folks, no unemployment for you folks, because you until you get the vaccination uh, then this is the way you're going to be treated. Yeah, because it's, be a special, it's a special firing of special privileges. Uh, in a sense, you got fired, but really you quit because you wouldn't comply with the rules of the game. And so we're playing a lot of games here with this. And so when Joe Manchin says he sees 11 million jobs available and 8 million workers not working and stuff like this, and he says something's not matching up, um, I would submit to you, Joe, uh, no offense, but it's the government that's caused all this. The government's the one that's mandating vaccinations. <laughs> of course. The government's causing all this because they're the ones handing out big old checks to people, encouraging people not to work. Uh, the government's responsible for this because they have basically changed the, the tax laws and all the rules and everything else to give special privilege to people. And the government is really at the helm of this moral hazard unfolding before your very eyes. So, Joe, when you say something's not matching here, I appreciate your willingness to call a spade a spade and say something ain't right. I'm saddened to see that you don't connect the dots all the way, buddy. That's what I would say to the good senator, Sheriff. Well, Sam, I was interviewed by Mother Jones, a newspaper, Internet News, and they came to the event in uh, Maryland. And uh, I was with Pastor Whitney and, and Michael Peruca and our good friend Jeff Christopher, former sheriff and former CSPOA Sheriff of the Year, and I, I asked her, I said, are all of these policies okay with you? Is there anybody on the left that still believes in liberty? I said, did, did you know the opposite of slavery is liberty, individual liberty? I said, why is it that, okay, that these policies forcing people to get vaccinated and forcing people to, to wear a diaper on their face and arresting people who don't, why is that okay with you? And you know what she said? Well, that's, that's complicated. That's a, compli that's a complicated question. I said, there's nothing complicated about it. You either agree with dictatorships and totalitarian government, or you don't. And so I said, which is it? She said, well, I actually came to interview you. <laughs> I said, and I'm happy to yeah. interview with you. And, and she doesn't want to talk about it. And the bottom line is because people feel trapped. They don't know how to call a spade a spade. Let me give you an example. Uh, you know what? Joe Biden said that 80 plus million or 100 plus million Americans must be vaccinated uh, if they work for a company of over 100 employees or be tested routinely. Well, the tested routinely plan is not an option uh, because they've squandered the last year plus and a half and they haven't created appropriate testing at all. The testing is worthless and there's not enough tests available for that to happen. It's not a realistic proposal. Therefore, vaccine being the only choice, the back door of testing is closed by reality. So here's the problem. We all know that the president of the United States is not in the right branch of government to make law. That's the legislative branch. All 
Lawmaking authority is vested in Congress if you read your Constitution. And so we know that he simply is acting outside of his scope of uh, his authority. We ought to arrest him for that, Sheriff. I would certainly love to see him be arrested. That's never going to happen. It would first start uh, with impeachment, and then we would file criminal uh, charges, etc. That's the way it should go, yeah. right? Right. I would love to see it, but it's not going to happen. And there's a few would, Republicans talking about possibly it. arresting or possibly impeaching him, but it hasn't reached any groundswell. The Republicans don't have any no. heart or chutzpah to get this done at all. And so there you have it. But I'll tell you who is trying to do something about it, and I commend them for their desire to take action but I think their action is wrong-headed, and I want to talk about this with you, Sheriff. It's a very detailed, nuanced discussion. Here it is. Larry Clayman of Freedom Watch file criminal complaint against U.S. President Joe Biden with the ICC. Do you know what the ICC is? ICC. No, I don't. It's the International Criminal Court. Okay. All right. So here's what happened. Larry Clayman of Freedom Watch filed criminal complaint against Joe Biden at the International Criminal Court. And I'm not comfortable with this at all. I know their intentions seem good. I know they're saying we need to go somewhere for a redress of grievance. And if Congress won't act and jealously guard their legislating making authority. If the states won't act and simply shut Joe down by nullifying now, we are left with no choice but to go to the International Criminal Court. The problem that I have is do we want the International Criminal Courts deciding uh, things in behalf of or on behalf of a sovereign nation known as the United States of America? In other words, I think the desire to, to, to take action is good, but I believe the action is wrong-headed, Sheriff. Well, International um, Criminal Court, I doubt, is going to do anything. But I agree um, with that. But even to appeal to them suggests I, that they have some right, authority to I intercede agree. into the affairs of the American uh, situation, breaching yeah, the sovereignty like of America. To, of course. It's like going to the United Nations to try to go after, the, which, of course, Biden doesn't mind doing that because he thinks the uh, U.N. is above the U.S. And, and the world. And so, of course, he can get gun control going. If he can just simply uh, get a treaty with the U.N. and then bring the U.N. troops there, of course, to enforce it. So it's the same thing with this ICC. And it's it's I doubt if it's going to do any good, but I agree with you. I don't believe that we should be going outside our country to go after a president or a burglar or uh, a crooked politician we should be taking care of these things ourselves, but the lamentable fact is we don't. So maybe that's his his desperation is to try to use something else like that. So, but it's not going to go anywhere, and I don't know why he's wasting his time. Well, I bring it up because I always want to talk about the ideal. I know we live in the real, but the ideal is that, look, we don't need to be going to an international body to resolve the problems in America. What we need to do is elect congressmen and senators that will jealously guard their power and authority and say, uh-uh, President, we're not letting you do that, my friend. That's not the way the checks and balances work, and we're going to hold you to account. When we come back, they've taken action that I believe is even more concerning. We'll tell you about it in seconds. The Good Sheriff, Richard Mack, CSPOA.org on your radio.
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. There's been a large oil spill off the Southern California coast in the area of Huntington Beach. In what local officials called an environmental catastrophe, an estimated 126,000 gallons or 3,000 barrels had spread in an oil slick covering 13 square miles of the Pacific Ocean since it was first reported on Saturday morning. Huntington Beach Mayor Kim Carr. Our wetlands are being degraded and portions of our coastline are now covered in oil. I want to reassure everyone that the overall cleanup effort is being expertly coordinated right now. Carr said the oil rig was operated by Beta Offshore, California subsidiary of Houston-based Amplify Energy Corporation, and they were assisting in the cleanup efforts. The Supreme Court will be busy starting Monday as a new term begins. Some of the issues to be addressed, abortion, gun rights, and school vouchers, to mention a few. USA Radio News. According to research, 82% of people remember radio ads. That means that 82% of you listening right now will remember that this is an ad for ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, 82% of you will recall that ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier. And 82% of you will note that you can try ZipRecruiter for free today. But you have to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash find. 82% of you will keep in mind that ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified people for your job and actively invites them to apply. To. Uh, 82% of you will also know that I um live with my mom. But the most important thing to note is that ZipRecruiter works. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Will you be part of the 82% who remember where you can try ZipRecruiter for free? It's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. Again, that exclusive link is ZipRecruiter.com slash find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. As the hunt for Brian Laundrie continues, he is a person of interest in the Gabby Petito homicide and is wanted for bank fraud. Hiker Dennis Davis over the weekend swears he had an encounter with Brian Laundrie Saturday morning on the Appalachian Trail near the border of North Carolina and Tennessee. Davis claims Brian hailed him down and said, man, I'm lost. Davis said, what are you trying to find? And the man said, me and my girlfriend got in a fight, but she called me and said she loves me, and I have to get to California to see her. Dennis went on to say he was worried and not making any sense. The man Davis cited drove a white or light-colored pickup resembling a Ford F-150 and wore a dark bandana on his head. Protesting intensified at the home of Cassie Laundrie, that's a sister of Brian in Northport, Florida. This is getting ridiculous. You guys need to help this woman that you guys told you love. She deserves better than the dirty laundry. She deserves better. She deserves to be here today. If you know something, call 1-800-CALL-FBI. This is USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, to Larry Clayman and Judicial Watch. Well, no, not Judicial Watch. Freedom Watch. He started Judicial Watch, and he also left and then started Freedom Watch. So Larry Clayman and Freedom Watch file criminal complaint against Joe Biden with the International Criminal Court, the ICC. Now, that's bad enough, and I think that's a mistake. We don't need to go to the international folks to deal with problems in America. Um, I know it seems like there's no remedies left, but ladies and gentlemen, going to the International Criminal Court or putting it on a global docket, uh, is disaster in terms of the violation of our sovereignty. It almost opens the door intentionally. That's my concern. But it gets worse because in addition to holding Biden, uh, 
and his rogue generals to account for the International Criminal Court, ladies and gentlemen. Freedom's Watch's Citizens Grand Jury has already indicted Biden for negligent homicide, manslaughter, and treason, for which he will soon be tried before a citizen's court in the United States. I'm concerned, Sheriff, because I think we're going about this all wrong. I appreciate the actions taken, uh, but I don't. I don't think they have teeth. I don't think they have legitimacy, and I, I, I'm fearful that we're just creating a. Um, what do you want to say? Our own shadow government to stop the shadow government? <laughs> if we're not very careful, this goes off the rails as well. No, that's ridiculous. And Larry knows better. He should know better. And uh, that's not government by foreign of the people. Uh, there's a process, a constitutional process, and due process that's required in uh, Amendment 6. And uh, creating your own jury uh, and your own grand jury. Uh, who pick? Who picks? Who's picking the, the grand jury? Who's picking them? Um, and and I believe it's people associated with the entire process. And and so no, it's that's I don't know who he's been talking to, but that's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I find that very concerning. Again, I believe it's wrong-headed. I understand the idea and the goals is like, hey, we got to get something done here. But when we go to the International Criminal Court and then we think we can just embody citizen grand juries to, they've already indicted him. And they say he'll be tried before a citizen's court in the United States. I don't know what a citizen's they, they court cl- really is, Sheriff. They claim an indictment, but it's not a lawful indictment. There's That's ridiculous. It, it's not. Look, no one would like to see him indicted more than you and I. <laughs> uh, and he certainly deserves it. But this isn't the correct process. And I can't believe that someone as a reputable attorney and knows the Constitution uh, as well as Larry Kleeman, that he would be getting involved in something this stupid. Uh, he's involved. He's created a video defending his position, etc., etc. I don't really know where we go with this, though, because I find this. Okay, there's one thing to agree to disagree. Okay? Yeah, true. And I can disagree, but this starts to, in my opinion, really start to put the patriot community in greater harm's way, saying, you know what? When do we border on insurrections ourselves? When do we border on, I mean, we're going to the international body. That's almost a betrayal of America to go there. Secondly, I'm already saying we've indicted the president of the United States, and now we're going to have a, a a trial for him outside of the normal system. At some point, in my opinion, this is getting on very, very sketchy ground that puts us, meaning the Patriots, in a very bad position too, Sheriff. Well, it might, but I, Patriots like you and I are not a, any part of it, so I hope that it doesn't put a blanket on, on all of us, but you know how the media is. They'll try to do that That's as my point. Yeah. So, and not only how the media uh, is, but the FBI is and the government is too. I mean, they're literally raiding homes of people that weren't really involved in anything uh, violent or anything out the at the U.S. Capitol. And I mean, they're trying to get egg on everybody's face. They're they're casting a wide net, sir. Oh, they are indeed, and and they just love handcuffing children uh, and putting them in a corner while they go through uh, and ransack people's homes uh, who are who, who they know 
uh, committed no crime on January 6. So this this uh, Gestapo-like uh, intimidation and fear-mongering uh, and coercion uh, is just what the FBI is all about. And this is another one I totally disagree with uh, Hannity, who says that the uh, thugs of the FBI up at the top are the real problem. No, they're not, because you have FBI agents across this country that will do anything they're told by those thugs. And uh, the FBI is so corrupt now, it's gone way too far, and it needs to be abolished and revamped and redone, if at all, uh, because it. I, I think... It, uh, the states and the sheriffs just need to take over uh, the uh, investigations that they do. And so, you know, who's going to do the international investigations? Well, that would remain to be seen, but and it, it all needs to be addressed. But you first start with the problem, and you get rid of the problem. And the FBI is a problem, a huge problem. There's no trust there. There's complete ubiquitous corruption. And they will do whatever the corrupt officials in Washington, D.C. tell them to do. And uh, and that's the real embarrassment, and it's the real danger facing Americans, because they are the army to enforce Washington, D.C.'s tyranny. And, but, or Sheriff, at least they're part but of the Sheriff, army. I'm just following Otis, Sheriff. Oh, yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that Nuremberg history lesson. Yes, because we have come full circle and we're doing the same thing that was supposed to be illegal and that that got uh, the death penalty for the Nazi soldiers who said that very same thing. It should be applied today. They The death penalty should be given to the FBI. Abolish the FBI. Is there any prayer we can get that done, sir? Wait, say that again? Is there any prayer we can get that done? Oh, no. Because really, no, the FBI is it, unconstitutional too, right? It is. It is, because there is no authority granted in the Constitution uh, to uh, the, for the federal government to take over so much law enforcement across the country. They, they just don't have it. It's not there. It's like the Department of Education. It's not in the Constitution either, and bam. They do anything they want. They have for over a century and it just keeps getting worse and that's why joe biden being in uh public service <laughs> public service that's a good one being in politics and crooked politics and corrupt politics has made him so accustomed to to corruption that he's just going to keep going on with it because that's how he was raised in the corrupt politics of washington dc and it's just going to keep getting worse and so our defense of course is as you very well know, we take back freedom, we take back our country, we restore the Constitution, county by county. And this, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, we do thought. it within. Hold on, we do it within the system that our founders gave us. There are checks and balances. Uh, there yes. are ways that we can impact a difference, but it's going to have to be uh, citizens standing together, backing their local officials to demand the change. It's not going to happen with rogue groups outside of the system or saying the system's totally uh, defunct and we can do whatever we want to or whatever else. You're never going to get it done that way. You're just going to get squashed by the military 
or squashed by uh, the National Guard or whatever else. All I'm telling you is it's going to lead to no good. And they'll either, one, leave you alone if you're not big enough to make a difference. They'll just ignore you. But if you get big enough and they feel like your impact is growing, they'll gauge that. And what they'll do is they'll literally shut you down. You'll go to jail like having money for two years. And what are you, uh, uh, what are you at the end of it? Guilty of nothing? Okay, they don't, these people don't care and they don't follow the rules. Uh, but we cannot stoop to their level. we got to hold the moral high ground, Sheriff. Well, that's true. And, uh, you know, we've come full circle. We keep saying this on your program, Sam, in so many different ways, back to the original abuses that prompted our founders and prompted Americans all across the country to stand and fight uh, King George III and England uh, to be free and to be left alone and to be able to control our own lives. And and now we've come to, um, uh, as I showed you in an email, of course, this is, this is one of the minor things, but Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller is in the brig uh, in jail uh, because he spoke out against uh, the leaders in the military who botched the Afghan exit. And obviously he's uh, bad-mouthing uh, the president and for speaking out, you know, he should be fired. If they want to fire him, go ahead, fire him. Uh, I'm not saying he should be fired, uh, but if they wanted to fire him, okay, fire him. Uh, but you can't put somebody in prison for that, uh, unless he divulged secret, uh, information, which this is already public. Everything is already out there. He's merely stating what is obvious and what has been reported. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, hang tight. The good Sheriff Richard Mack with me. I am Sam Bushman. This is the one and only nationally syndicated on AM and FM affiliates across the country and with global reach on the Internet. Hard-hitting talk show. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us 
to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, two Barack Hussein Obama stories for you. The border is such a disaster that even the liberals can't take it anymore, Sheriff. Uh, Obama now <laughs> undercuts Biden, slams open border, Sheriff. Yeah, I, I uh, was shocked to see Obama come out and be so um, bold. Uh, it might be that he's just letting uh, Biden know that he doesn't like him very much. Um, kind of like the rift between Trump and Pence right now. Uh, but I don't know what it is that uh, would prompt Obama to do that. I, I don't think he really cares because, uh, you know, he wasn't too much better. And it was his policy that kind of prompted all of this to begin with. Um, so, I, yeah, I... I just don't trust Obama. Uh, he's a communist, Marxist, and uh, why he would get involved in in act, acting like he doesn't support Biden and uh, 100%, uh, who knows? But I, uh, I this, who do I trust least, Biden or Obama? <laughs> so that 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 probably could never be answered. But anyway, I. Uh, it's it, it's so uh, disheartening uh, and heartbreaking to, to watch your country uh, being torn apart as it is right now by our supposed leaders. And uh, it makes me motivated all the more to, to work with uh, constitutional counties and to try to create more constitutional counties. And just like Caratagas uh, ca- uh, legislators there, Car- Caratagas County and Cataragas County, sorry, Cataragas County in New York said, because the people of this county deserve to be free. And uh, that's just the exact slogan that should go nationwide on all of this. And um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to going to Pennsylvania this coming weekend, going, and then after that, a, a tour in Texas, where Texas sheriffs are starting to really understand and get this. And I, and I'm really disappointed in the other sheriffs that keep making excuses uh, about how they don't want to uh, keep their oath of office or support the cause of liberty. I find that astonishing that any sheriff could balk at this and say, huh, you know what? I just can't help. I just can't help the cause of liberty. Uh, it's not. I don't have jurisdiction. I don't have the authority to do that. No, what you don't have is the courage. So. I guess I'm on one today, Sam. Ah, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You love to hear it. Obama uh, is in serious trouble on so many fronts, it's amazing. Now Obama appointed federal judge caught presiding over stunning number of cases in which he had financial conflict of interests, Sheriff. And I would say this. I appreciate the story about Barack uh, and his judges, but I would say all judges are in this position. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just 
again, rotten politics as usual. And and why they try to expose some here and there, just like they did with Cuomo uh, to get rid of Governor Cuomo. I guess so that this other lady um, uh, who speaks for God and, and is a communist and and uh, knows that people are not Christian unless they get vaccinated. I mean, it gets so crazy. And uh, th- there's been judge after judge after judge that has been exposed as being, uh, at the very least, unconstitutional. And, uh, you know, uh, at the most, downright cr- criminal and crooks. And, um, it, wow, what can we do about it? So... Uh, I, I just really am glad that we're part of the solution, Sam, uh, and, and I'm so proud of the sheriffs that are standing, doing their job, and uh, that's why it was great to see Jeff Christopher again. Uh, he's had some heart problems as well, and uh, he's definitely lost some weight, and and the, the police agency that he works with now, I think he's assistant chief uh, at a, an agency in Maryland somewhere, and he is uh, definitely... Uh, being asked to retire, <laughs> he said. I said, "No, don't retire." He said, "Well, if you do, maybe come work for the CSPOA and uh, to try to do what I'm doing." But um, what a good guy! Uh, he's he's doing great, and he looked great, and he gave a good talk yesterday. Not yesterday. Yesterday was travel day. Saturday, and um, so I, 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 there's so much good things. I know I'm being really negative today. But it's really hard when you're just telling them the truth uh, to not be negative because there's so many horrible things going on in our country. Well, let me and give you yes, this example. And yes, we're looking at the destruction of our country. So the border's so bad, Biden gets dumped on by Barack Obama. Barack undercuts Biden, slams over. That means the it's really bad. That yeah. means it's pretty bad, ladies and gentlemen. But here's the thing. So there's a big old debate about it now, Fauci uh, being under the gun. A lot of people saying, hey, you know what? All these illegals are coming in. Uh, they're all full of disease, just like Donald Trump kind of mentioned. Here's what Fauci said. Dr. Anthony Fauci, migrants coming over the border. That's not how you get diseases into the country, Sheriff. Did you know that? Oh, I know. Now, how can he make a claim like that, Sheriff, when they say one out of five ha- are bringing COVID into the country? Well, you, either way, you would think he would be very concerned about that. He's not. He's concerned about you bringing it up. You're racist. You <laughs> hater. How dare you even call them illegals? They're undocumented and they're not creating sickness. See, I mean, it's just insanity, the claims that the doctor is making. How can he claim Migrants coming over the border and not bringing diseases into the country. How can you make a claim like that? I mean, he's just lost all credibility. How we don't get this guy fired is beyond me. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't think that would happen unless you fire Biden, you know, and, and Kamala Harris. And the, oh, my, my goodness. Um, what they've been doing with Fauci and and making him this national celebrity because he's saving people from COVID, uh, what a joke! What an absolute joke! And it's just it just marches on, Sam. And uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, check this out. You ready for this, Sheriff? Sure. All right. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to this, but now you know who Fitch is, right? It's a big financial company or whatever. Uh-huh. 
Big, okay, now the United States could lose its AAA credit rating because they raised the debt ceiling once again. I know they kicked the can down the road, and it's not for a very long summer saying, but the reality is that Fitch is saying, you know what? America could lose their incredible credit rating, and once that happens, it, you think inflation spiraling out of control now, you can take the gloves off, Sheriff. Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, that uh, that should be the icing on the cake for the economic turmoil to to really skyrocket here in the country. But as if it needed any more uh, support and uh, fuel to to the horrible economy that's going on right now, the unemployment problems, the, still the business problems, and now more unemployment caused by the vaccine ma- mandates uh, <clears throat> from these dictators who are Sam. They're so magnanimous, kind, and Christian, trying to protect us all. And anybody who believes that, oh my gosh, what an idiot you are. Uh, De Blasio is trying to protect everybody. (laughs) Biden trying to protect everybody. Dictators do not try to protect people. They try to control people. And that's what's going on. Uh, Yeah. So... Anyway, it, there you it, have it. I just thought that it. was interesting. I think we're in the economic yeah. turmoils. When bacon becomes that expensive, the highest uh, cost in the last 40 mm-hmm. years. 40 years. Uh, gas, mm-hmm. by the way, my son just went to California on a trip, and he basically sent us a text with a picture of a sign. Gas is well over $5 a gallon in California now. And now they're saying, yep. hey, you know what? By the time we bust open the debt ceiling again, uh, our credit rating could be in jeopardy and stuff like that. It's not looking good, Sheriff. Um, I'm surprised how quick Barack ran the country off the rails. It's only been, what, eight months, nine months? Uh, and, and now yeah. look at it, and he's got, what, three years left? <laughs> yeah. And it's not funny, but you laugh so you don't cry, Sheriff. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, it, it is embarrassing. It's laughable. Um, it's, it's making our country a, a laughing stock in so many different places. But there's also uh, international support for a lot of this because the United Nations is a, a communist organization. There's a lot of places that want communism, even though uh, the United Nations supported us trying to stop communism in several different wars, su- supposed wars or police actions, to try to stop communism. Uh, World War One was a little bit about that, but World War Two is definitely uh, about stopping uh, communism. Then perestroika came in was our policy that we would contain communism in, in Russia and other places in the world. And that and we, we weren't going to... the first strike and everything else, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we already and, have and with so, COVID. So now with perestroika gone, you know, we don't need the, the policies to contain communism. We're embracing it here now in America. And the Cold War, we have lost, Sam. We have lost the Cold War because the Cold War was about whether or not we were going to become in any way uh, accepting of communism. And we are now totally. And and the president of the United States is promoting communism and the vice president and Congress and many governors uh, in the country are doing likewise. And, and if you speak out against it, they say you're a terrorist. And a racist. But the good news, ladies and gentlemen, is this. We realize that the federal government is at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to government, not the top. Okay, we realize that your local municipalities are 
the closest to the people, the greatest chance for proper role of government, and through the constitutional chairs of Peace Officers Association, we can work directly with our local officials, county by county, all 3,000 counties in the country. We can work when it comes to elections, precinct by precinct, realizing that that's where government begins because that's when government's closest to the bosses and everything trickles downhill from there. And if we stand up in great numbers, county by county, they cannot stop us using the checks and balances to restore the sacred cause of liberty and freedom uh, in America. And that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of will wake ups. And so they're rushing to the finish line right now with their tyrannies. You can see their every move of panic and belligerence. But we, the people, can call a halt to their con game. And through the CSPOA, that's America's sheriffs, can really help make this happen. Uh, the County Sheriff of America's Last Hope is a book Sheriff Richard Mack wrote. Uh, but it also highlights, in my opinion, the way we can take America back. One heart, one mind, one issue, one county uh, at a time, Sheriff. And that is the good news that we want to wrap up on today, sir. Yeah, there is good news. And uh, you and I are part of it. And we're living it. And we're in the middle of it. And I so appreciate that there is one. And uh, we've been called to this holy cause of liberty and to promote liberty across the country. And I will reiterate what I said over the weekend. Liberty is for all nations, all people, of all races, all creeds and colors. And that is what our goal is, to make that happen first in America. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Sheriff Richard Mack will have him back soon. The Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. To learn more, CSPOA.org. I'm a lifetime member and highly recommend you become one as well. Thank you, Sheriff. All right. See you soon, Sam. Thank you. There you go. Sheriff Mack doing a phenomenal job, as always. By the way, every Tuesday, Brighty on TV, the Sheriff Mack Show. Uh, And I'll be on there tomorrow. Sheriff will be out of town taking care of family business. But week, day in and day out, if you will, every week on Tuesdays, brighteon.tv. For the sheriff and Sam Bushman, God save the republic.